You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello everyone. This is Alter Echo for the weekend leading up to Sunday, September 12th, which is Rally Sunday here at St. John's Lutheran in Lakeville, Minnesota. It's the Sunday that kids come back to Sunday school and all kinds of programming for the fall and the rest of the program year kicks off again after summer. We are also at the weekend of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I do ask you, just as I will right now, to, to pause just for just this moment to Imagine the gravity that we've experienced in the last 20 years of this and that families, especially who lost loved ones, felt. Pause just for a moment. We thank God for the grace given to us to endure suffering and tragedy like this. We ask God as God's people right now that we could have the new energy to redouble our efforts to be people of peace, people of hope, people of grace, People that will not buckle to the temptations of anger or racism. And that we will be people who live in a world, not just a place here, but a world where we seek the common good and seek to work together. Thank you for pausing for that moment of reflection, even if it was just a second or two. Today we are starting something new. It's a new lectionary for us this year. We're using the book, We Make the Road by Walking by Brian McLaren, M-C-L-A-R-E-N. I'm probably going to be reading from this book many, many times over the course of the next 52 weeks as we use McLaren's renewed energy of faith to take us deeper and deeper and deeper into our understanding of the Bible. I am going to encourage you to buy this book from whatever bookseller you go to. If they don't have it on the shelf, ask if they can order it for you. And by the book, We Make the Road by Walking, by Brian McLaren, M-C-L-A-R-E-N. And we will use this book as our guide for our lessons each Sunday during the course of the next year. And we will use it as well to spark reflection and, uh, and inspiration as we listen to God's Word in new and deeper and in broader ways. And that's where we're going to start today with chapter 1 in this book called Awe and Wonder. It's all about Genesis 1. So I'm going to read that lesson for you. I'm going, to, I'm going to make it just a little shorter. I'm going to cut out the middle section of Genesis 1, which goes spills over into ver, uh, chapter 2, verse 3. But I'll ask you to read that on your own. So let's hear it. And then we'll reflect for our message today. The very first words of the Bible. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and the darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters and let us separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so God called the dome sky, 
and there was evening and there was morning the second day. Now we'll skip verses 9 through 24 and pick it up at verse 26. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, God created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that God had made. And indeed, it was very good. <laughs> and there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day God finished the work that God had done. And God rested on the seventh day from all the work that God had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that God had done in creation. Everyone, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I'm going to go after some words that Brian McLaren uses right in the beginning of his book, even before chapter 1 about Genesis 1. It's called Awe and Wonder. That's our, that's our topic for today. But first of all, what I want to read to you is just a paragraph or two from the beginning of this book called We Make the Road by Walking. If you think about the title, it's all about being partners with God in creating what comes next in this life. We make the road by walking, by living it, by walking forward, by being alive in God's creation. So here is what McLaren says at the beginning of his book. He says, what we all want is pretty simple, really. We want to be alive, to feel alive. The quest for aliveness explains so much of what we do. It's why readers read and travelers travel. It's why lovers love and thinkers think. Why dancers dance and moviegoers watch. In the quest for aliveness, aliveness, chefs cook, foodies eat, farmers till, drummers riff, fly fishers cast, runners run, and photographers shoot. The quest for aliveness is the best thing about religion, I think. It's what we're hoping for when we pray. It's why we gather, celebrate, eat, abstain, attend, practice, sing, and contemplate. When people say, I'm spiritual, what they mean, I think, is simple. I'm seeking aliveness. 
Many older religious people, Christians, Muslims, Jews, and others, are paralyzed by sadness that their children and grandchildren are far from faith, religion, and God as they understand them. But on some level, they realize religion too often shrinks, starves, cages, and freezes aliveness rather than fostering it. They are beginning to see that the only viable future for religion is to become a friend of aliveness again. Now, I just want to tell you, man, that speaks to me. That's what I feel. That's what I, how I think. I've always thought that John 10, 10, chapter 10, verse 10, I have come that you may have life, Jesus said, and then it was, it's the, it's the add-on, and have it abundantly is what faith in God is all about. It's that faith in God brings us a depth of life, a zest for life, a vibrancy and, an, and a vitality that we can't get without faith in God. See? So this book really speaks to me, and I hope and trust and really believe that it will speak to you over the course of the next 52 months as well as our lectionary. So think about it. Why do we go to church? Why do we have a faith? It's to find hope, of course. It's to find strength in the face of daily pressures. We know things are wrong in the world. We have to have faith in order to overcome them. It's to be deepened as people to come together so that we can be better versions of ourselves, but not just for ourselves, but for the sake of others and for the common good. It's to put our faith in the living God, to be in the presence of, of holiness, to worship and praise and let that experience come out of us. It's to participate with God in the influencing of life for the better. These are all reasons we go to church and come to God but it's to be more alive. It's to be more alive as God's people in all of that because this is what God has created. So let me read one more thing from this book that McLaren says. I just, I think it's incredible. I love how he casts this. He says, big bangs aren't boring. This is, by the way, on Genesis 1 now. Dinosaurs aren't boring. Coral reefs aren't boring. Elephants aren't boring. Hummingbirds aren't boring, and neither are little kids. Evolution isn't boring. Magnetism and electricity aren't boring. E equals mc squared might be hard to understand, but it certainly isn't boring. And even glaciers aren't boring, although their dramatic pace is at first quite hard for us to perceive. And God, whatever God is, must not be boring either. Because God's creation is so amazingly, wonderfully, surprisingly fascinating. The first and greatest surprise, a miracle really, is this, that anything exists at all and that we get to be part of it. Ripe peach, crisp apple, tall mountain, bright leaves, sparkling water, flying flock, flickering flame, and you and me here now, on this, the first pages of the Bible, and the best thinking of today's scientists are in full agreement. It all began in the beginning when space and time, energy and matter, gravity and light burst or bloomed or banged into being. 
I just love how McLaren talks about creation as the opposite of boring. <laughs> There's something holy about everything that is the opposite of boring. So why are we using this book as our lectionary? It spans the Bible, of course, from Genesis all the way to the end, but as much as anything else, it's meant to wake us up to a fresh perspective, a, a deeper angle on a faith that maybe has become listless and lifeless. We all get there. We all get into our ruts. But here we are in a new time, in a new stage of life, and in a new awareness of God, perhaps, among us in this time. I'm going to read you one last item from this book. Here's what McLaren says. If you're a seeker exploring Christian faith, or if you're new to the faith and seeking a good orientation, here you'll find the introduction I wish I had been given. If you're a long-term Christian whose current form of Christianity has stopped working and may even be causing you and others harm, here you'll find a reorientation from a fresh and healthy perspective. If your faith seems to be a lot of talk without much practice, I hope this book will help you translate your faith to action. And if you're a parent trying to figure out what you should teach your kids and grandkids, knowing you want to introduce them to a kind of Christian faith, but not exactly the version you were giving, I hope this book will fit the need. Right now, I'm imagining each of you gathered around a table, filled with brimming glasses and plates full of flavorful food. You're all engaged in animated conversation, telling jokes, sharing stories about your experiences since you last gathered. Partway through the meal, someone says, the living God is with us. And everyone else responds, and with all creation. And then someone begins to read. Well, here's where we are at the beginning of the story of God. And we are beginning to read. It starts off with a bang. Colorful, lively, rich, full creation. This is who and how God is from the beginning of our faith. Creative, alive, artistic, excited, amazing, fascinating. Have you thought of God this way? Probably not. This is the unspeakable gift and privilege we've been given of being created and being here and being alive because of God. I want you to just think about one thing right now. And think about this as the context for Genesis chapter 1, not just about some far away time and place that we think of when we think of the creation stories. But I want you to think about everything about God that is the opposite of boring. Think about the complexity of life, the beauty, the diversity, the mystery, the emotion, the callings, the challenges, the opportunities, the possibilities of life that God has created. They're limitless, aren't they? Just think about it. For anyone who says that she or he is bored, <laughs> that's a personal problem for that person. It's a lack of trying. My parents wouldn't even let us use that word. We could never, ever say as a response to something that our folks said. We could never, ever say, I'm bored. 
They wouldn't let us do it. It's not even it's not even faithful to God, the most complex creator of everything around us, more than we could ever imagine and and think of with our minds. I had an old scoutmaster in my first church who, if his scouts said that they were bored to him, his response was, well, that's your problem. Do something about it. He wouldn't let them be bored either. I was at the state fair the last two weeks. You know that, of course. I just tried to take it all in. That's one of my goals when I'm there. It's the largest, most diverse gathering of people in the state of Minnesota ever during any given year. And yet, with all of the movement, all of the color, all of the different sorts of people and sounds and foods and smells, it's just wonderful. That even is just a microcosm of the universe that God has created, the created diversity and complexity and beauty, all the things we can't and don't and never will even understand. What I want you to think about today, in the beginning of the Bible, as we go deeper, is the aliveness that God creates around us and within us. Not just for us, though. We are the pinnacle of God's creation, and the Bible goes there. But I do want you to know that when you hear the word dominion in Genesis chapter 1, that does not mean domination. Dominion in the Bible means caretaking. We are in a caretaking role with the creation around us so that it can continue to be as alive as it possibly can be. I had an old scoutmaster when I was in Boy Scouts who said, we always leave a place better than we found it. He wouldn't even let us leave it as good as we found it. He wanted us to improve it. We always leave a place better than we found it. Our faith is this way. We're called to see and appreciate the aliveness, the diversity, the complexity and beauty of everything that God has created, which, by the way, God has created excitedly, excitedly, quite obviously. And we're called to care for it so much that when we leave it, we leave it even better than we found it. So, what does the Bible, the story of God, begin for us, people of faith? It begins, hopefully, an unlimited, good, beautiful, complex, divinely created world and cosmos that we want to explore and give thanks to God for. It gives us our life. We're called to be alive in it. We're called to help it give life to others. This is what the Bible begins for us, that the life of faith is a deeper calling to being even more alive than we ever have been for the sake of God, for worshiping and praising God, and for the sake of others, and for the sake of ourselves, seeing that we are part not just of the created order, but of all of the creation that happens ever after that we walk with God in doing. So everyone, go into the Bible, go into this new year with this calling and opportunity to be as alive with God as you can possibly be and draw the life from God so that you can give it to others. Thanks be to God this week. I look forward to walking this journey, this road with you. Amen.
And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.